0: Oh man, I want to hear all about this because yeah, we'll, we'll tell the whole story. It is it is like the talk of Chicago right now. Like yeah, everybody's it's crazy. Every, friends people I like, have don't believe who don't even me. like Metallica are like, did you hear about this? And I'm yeah. like, you know, yeah. <laughs>
1: Toasting, toasty right? Yeah, I don't have the air on, but right? right. it's like 50-something it's 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 like 50 degrees, degrees outside yeah, right now. I could open the door, but then it's going to get nah, fucking chillers it's in It's nice, here. man. I'm all great. Right, let's do this man. thing. GearBuds podcast, episode 127. We've been talking man. a lot about motor racing before this. Yeah. we we'll see if any of that makes it in here, Uh, but whatever. We'll see what happens. I'm Henry. That's Dave. What's up? We're going to do this thing. Here's a symphony of corrections. Here's your weekly reminder that cables are tone tubes. Thank you right now for listening to this. I know we've been getting a lot of new listeners. We have a lot of old listeners. A lot of young listeners, a lot of in betweens. Thank you. Either way, thank you so much for doing it. We're we're, we're here. We're, we're loving it. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Subscribe, Spotify, and Apple. Go leave us a review. Go give if you think we're shitty, tell us we're shitty. We yeah. like to, we'll we'll talk about you and talk shit about you on Definitely. the show. That's what we do here. Let's get into it. Sub sub segments, touch and tips, friends of the show, story time with Uncle Hank, BFI GFI free stuff. I've got a couple actual corrections for the for Ooh. the episode this week, which is uh, interesting. Okay, and, you know it's not that we don't ever have corrections otherwise. It's just I happen to catch one in the end. Right, this, right, this exactly. past week. We, we don't were go talking looking about for him, uh, yeah. previous Dave's doc, uh, the uh, Joy Division film. Yes, Control, or, Control, and um, I. Mistakenly referred to the title of the record with the cool album title or with the cool album cover, I should say, with like the wavy lines or whatever. Yeah. I called that transmission. That wasn't the name of it. It was called Unknown Pleasures. Okay. And then they also had another record called Closer. We couldn't think of it. Closer, I should say. At the, uh, we yeah. did not think of it at the time. Oh man, I can't remember. I was uh, I was hanging out with Jimmy, uh, which we're going to come back to in a minute. Hi Jimmy, I know you're probably listening to this. And uh, he mentioned that he had caught another correction for us on a previous episode. And he was like, he's like, I was listening to it in my car. <laughs> and I know that the show's not live, but I wanted to call you because I was screaming oh, at it at the time. And now, fuck, I can't remember what it was. It was Ooh, I like it. It's emotional. I know, I, I, I know, exactly. I wish I could remember what it was. He'll, I'm sure he'll. he'll well, he's going to be screaming at it
0: again because we couldn't remember what it was. We couldn't remember what
1: it was oh, sorry, again. I mean, we never corrected it uh, later <laughs> on. I know that. But I was like, oh, man, you should have called me either way. I definitely would fucking <laughs> yeah. throw on the show. So, Jimmy, give us a call. Let us know. Uh, oh, you know, and this isn't a correction. But this is just a kind of a little callback to last week as well, episode 126. Go listen to it after this one if you haven't already. We were talking about a new reverb feature called My Collection, where you can yes. catalog your collection. I've seen of it now. Gear, you've seen it. So mm-hmm. I happened to come across a TGP, the gear page thread, about my collection. And it was many pages long. And every single person basically said the same shit as us, which is like, cool. I want to get robbed too. That sounds like a great yeah, idea. Yeah.
0: Not. Uh, let's, let me just put my address on it. Let too me, yeah. Why well,
1: don't? Here's my
0: here's, <laughs> here's my P.O. box. Well, and, and and Reverb's pushing it as like you know keep keep up to date with what your gear is worth, which right. I think is smart. I totally agree. But with I that. don't know if I want it on like a public. Here's forum. the thing. I haven't found. Can you make it out? private? I, that's a good. That's what I was going
1: to say. I don't yeah. know. It, I'm, it's not clear to me if you have to publish it to the outside world unless you want to sell something on there. I'm not that exactly mo- sure. That, how that would works. make more sense. Way more sense. Because I would love. To, I would love because I, in my document, I have like prices, and every once in a while, I'll go in and, and just like do some searching in there right. and see what they're going for, see what's gone up also, and going down.
0: All, why would you want people to see gear that's not for sale? You know what I mean? Like, why would flex. I want to post that? I have a 62. It's, totally, it's totally a flex. That's, but yeah, but it's not for sale. So no. like, I'm not going to go like, I don't want to see someone else's strat or something that's not for sale. I'm like, I've seen a millions. Of, right. You know, and one, well,
1: the other thing that people on the thread were talking about is how it's, if you can do that, then you're just going to get a lot of people being like, Hey, will you sell me your uh, old big muff or whatever? Annoying. And I don't want that. Mm-mm, mm-mm. So unless it's, unless, unless it's, to, I, th- I still think that it's a good idea that if, that you're going to do this, that they would partner with an insurance company so that you could actually yeah. have it easily insured. I still think that that's a good That'd idea. That'd be smart.
0: But also At least that's have a way to make it like private collection. Like you can have it charted for yourself. I would do that. You know, like yeah. I would have it, it, it would almost be the same as like having your own spreadsheet of everything, mm-hmm. but reverb, you know, keeps the algorithm going for the prices of what things right. are worth and that kind of and stuff. And you never know
1: also, I mean, I don't, I've never read the terms and conditions. Like it's possible that they could be selling your your information to other companies, yeah. and that's what a lot of people in the stud were saying too. It's sure. like, oh yeah, well, when the next ha- email hack happens or whatever, like all of your information is going to be out there. Yeah. Which I, I will admit, I I'm, I have my um, record collection cataloged publicly okay. on yeah. Discogs, which is like the main record selling site, but mm-hmm. that's specifically for tracking value, you know, and and I use it because. I can often forget what gear or what records I have. Sure. So when I'm like, like shopping, a library, right? I use it as a library. And then my video game, same thing. But it's, it's specifically... But it's not for sale. None no, it's, it's for not sale. for sale. But it's very easy to then like just do click one button and then make it for sale. Right. I haven't like taken pictures of my own individual items But or could other like people that. see
0: what records you have? Yes. Okay.
1: If they know how to find my stuff on there. But again, I'm not as worried about that because we're talking about like... less than 500 records we're not talking about like you know vintage instruments that could you could easily steal like it would take you could basically steal all of my records and they'll be worth like one of my very fancy guitars (laughs) it's like a different ball game and if you want to try to move all those records at once fucking godspeed because it's not easy to do Mm -hmm. so it was interesting i just felt like uh, uh, as a little aside that we were able to sort of yeah on the same page as the buttholes
0: on uh, yeah i mean I, and I again i think as long as it could just be for my information i think that's that would just be a exactly. helpful tool that yes. like hey not everybody has to make everything about like making money all the time you and
1: know? and for those of us that have a a, a detailed spreadsheet uh you know that i made publicly available for everyone on that reverb article that I wrote about it, it would be really nice for that way. And that way to just be able to plug it in, like upload a CSV and then be like, okay, you know, as long as you have a certain amount of fields filled in, then we can get pretty close to just like dumping all the prices in there for you. too. Because I already have hundreds of line items on there that is just going to take forever. But that said, I have been selling a lot of stuff on there recently, which I'm very excited about. Mm -hmm. Uh, I haven't told you yet. The Cali U-Base is en route to its next Ah, owner. Very cool. Uh, Shipped that out yesterday. That Uh, thing always sounded really cool. That thing sounded really cool. I just have too many bases and not enough arms to play them. And it was it was kind of funny that I'm like trying to get rid of the you know this like giant stuff all this the big amps and stuff surrounding me and I sold literally the tiniest little instrument that I have it's like basically yeah. like a practice size right. instrument uh, but got that packed up got I sold the um, that MIDI controller that like foot MIDI controller I also sold some microphones but what I didn't know until recently was that Reverb has what is called a preferred seller program. Okay, Uh, which I applied for and just this morning was approved. What does that mean? So uh, it gives you a couple extra things, including a slightly lessened selling fee. Oh, wow. Which is dope. That's huge. Uh, It's like we're talking, it was like a couple tenths of a percentage point. Nice, man. It adds up. It it adds up and uh, you get a little badge on there. Basically, you have to have had enough, I don't remember exactly what it was, but you have to have had enough positive interactions where you get five star ratings you sold enough in a certain amount right. of time and then you have to submit and then they manually you know go through your account or whatever and approve it but now Gearbuds uh, on on reverb is a preferred seller so i got bought that a badge on there and i i was just about to get to that you just bought <laughs> you, you just bought yourself a base on it's, reverb. i'm
0: actually bummed because it's supposed to come tomorrow oh, i'm no, leaving gonna for a ask. trip You're not at gonna like be seven here. in the morning dude so you should have just have it have it forwarded here i'll well, fucking take care. i of already it. just i of course they charge you it's like seven bucks to have it i'm just gonna have it delivered monday oh yeah but um yeah it's kind of like i I was like oh because it's actually a signature required and you Mm -hmm. know my neighbor would grab it for me yeah but i'm like i I don't know if they're gonna check his id and like make you know make this big thing about it so i'm like you know what pay the seven bucks and just like you know have it delayed dude tell the people what they want to hear what'd you get uh well I am I'm, I'm should we talk about it now or Okay, you know you're right. That's a good point. Let's tease it.
1: It's an I, old, it's an old bass. And I'll
0: bring it I'll bring it by oh, next week. And that'll be the it. episode image obviously. Yeah, so we'll talk about it next oh, week. Oh man, bit. but I I'm, I'm, I'm excited. It's also one of those things I know a little bit what to expect because I've had a bass with the same pickups before. Uh-huh. Um but so I'm, I'm hoping it doesn't sound as shitty as I remember that one sounding. Well, you know, pickups are the easiest thing to swap if true. that becomes the Very situation. Very true, and and this of all things is a little bit hacked up already. Exactly. So I think it'd be a fun fun oh, thing to operate man, on. I'm so uh, stoked. That being said, yeah, I'm excited. What
1: a bummer! You've got to be you're gonna be gone. Fucking thinking about this the whole time. I, I was
0: like literally debating this morning if I want to change the thing or just roll the dice and have like you know my neighbor because right. I can sign for it because I have a UPS account. Yeah. So I can sign for it digitally. But I just don't trust it in my yeah. neighborhood being, like, on the sidewalk or something. Right, right on, right um, on a fancy, busy street. Yeah, there. it's just not really, you know, not worth it. Cause like, if, take me. It's in a big box shaped like a fucking guitar. Yeah, you just walk off with it, you know. And, oh, um, man. And I, plus, I didn't want to get the thing where they attempted delivery, attempted delivery, attempted, and they just, like, keep putting it back on the truck. Then they're going to be like, you got to come pick it up at the facility or yes. something. Oh, it's, that's the most annoying. Yeah, and dude. And if return to sender, all right. that and shit. And it's a UPS, so it's not USPS, at least. Right. but. UPS, you know, they usually do a good job. But, anyways. Yeah, I, you know what I've got to say? I've been very pleased with my UPS I've, experience. I've lately. only ever, when I was selling a bunch of guitars and shit, yeah. I only ever used UPS. Sometimes it's a little more expensive. Not always.
1: Because yeah. I, I, I Reverb actually makes it really easy to compare USPS, Reverb, or uh, UPS and FedEx. Yeah. I would say anything larger than like a like a pedal ups has always been cheaper for me. yeah
0: well at also uh usps did the like the flat rate box where yeah, it was right. like six bucks a media mail bucks.
1: or whatever yeah
0: so i would do that for like you know really small of things. course uh, i don't know if a pedal would fit in there but like it doesn't you know, I, I tried <laughs> cables or microphones or whatever yeah. but um oh my god Can i want I to ask really yes. fast. Are, i know we're not going to get too deep into it but mm-hmm. like it's going to be flats right oh yeah and that's the other thing i want to buy some new strings yeah, because uh, I got to see if I have some flats at home because I don't think I do. It's absolutely one hundred percent gonna be flats yeah. because, well, that's I, what it I, is. I, We're I not gonna. Well, I know, I know, I know. I want to get into yeah. More, yeah. But um, I, I'm excited. But have you ever had the thing? I just want to bring this up because yeah. it was like I scratched the itch by like buying it because mm-hmm. I, I I was sending it back and forth to you and I was like, here's the offer. I'm gonna throw the guy and then I kind of I like sent you the message. You got I it for him. the right money, man. I did, I did. But now I'm like. I'm excited, but I'm also like, yeah, I don't know if I really care. But once it comes, you're gonna care. I know, hopefully, yeah. So. The
1: thing is is like is because it's not like, for, you've already kind of screwed yourself and painted yourself into a corner because you already have like the two coolest basses that you'd ever want to have so it's not like you can ever get, get something like better I had than to that. get something weird it's got to be weird and different yeah, and this is weird definitely and weird and different yeah. and and it also in my opinion and I think yours as well fills a gap mm-hmm. for a type of instrument that yeah. you don't have already yeah exactly and, and you that you should have some
0: songs that I don't use the other one on. yeah and, a, and sure. dude it just and, and god I keep wanting to talk about <laughs> it, but like
1: even just like the shape of it I think scratches a particular itch yeah. that you've been having which as we will. Well. we'll get into All right. So uh, yeah. we got to, we got to, but I'll, on I'll bring it
0: by. We'll run it through oh, some pedals. I can't and shit. fucking wait, That'd dude. Cool.
1: I'm super excited about that. Last reverb thing. uh I just saw in the and I'm only mentioning this. I'm not like necessarily a huge fan or anything, but I think a lot of people would be interested if you want to get a jump on it. Billy Corgan's doing another big gear sale on reverb. Oh, cool. Starting the 29th. So that'll be by the time this comes out uh, that'll some
0: overpriced celebrity gear exactly
1: and uh, including i they haven't <clears throat> given the full list yet but i know that it includes a, car, a couple of marshall gmp ones which are they're like old rack preamps which he used on a bunch of like melancholy stuff and some of his ada mp ones which i know are like on gish so mm-hmm. they're they're pieces that he used on records that people care about
0: i wanted to mention one more yeah. thing um i don't know do you get emails from warm audio I don't. Uh, I do for some reason because I don't even own one. But yeah, I, you do, I, it, I have and warm, I love I their. Warm I, gear, yeah. I love the their mics. They are doing a special right now for the uh, the WA forty seven. The one that I have the tube mic, I believe so. Because there's it a, seems there's really a forty seven
1: and the forty seven fet, which is a solid state version, and might that's be that. the cheaper one. That might be that, but uh-huh. it
0: comes with a with a swing arm too, like also oh, like a boom arm, and it's a big sale. It's like eighty bucks off the price. Check so it go out. To, go to Warm Audio. We and are check it out. we
1: are fr- we are fans of the Warm Gear. That is one thing that I. I, I don't think I could sell it. Like, it's just, I love the that sound thing of that mic like, so, so fucking much. Yeah. Even though on my particular voice, I think I prefer this SM7 here. But just for, like, both Guitar Cab and and your voice and a number of other voices that I've recorded on, I just, I've never used something better for, than that. For,
0: like, belting vocals into that thing, man. Oh, getting that nice grit. It sounds it, so cool. It, oh. Yeah,
1: absolutely. All right. So that was Reverb Talks. Let's see. Oh, yeah. They, you know, we don't need to get too deep into this. But as I was going, I was, I I don't, I checked the gear page, maybe like once a week. Mm-hmm. And after I was reading through the thread of all the people talking about the, my collection thing, I also happened upon a thread where people were basically bragging about the best gear deals they've ever scored. Okay. And that those was, are interesting sometimes I, at first I thought it was. And as I was reading through it, two things jumped out at me. Okay. One, it felt kind of tacky. Yeah. I was like, this is just like bragging it. Yeah. I, especially when you put dollar amounts on it, like it's, I, you know, you and I share, and we talk about in the show when we score good deals, but it's also like if you, for like you like we were talking about the SVT earlier. It's like you know what I paid for that thing, and you know what it's worth. So then it's like if I put, tell the whole world what I paid for something, yeah. then all of a sudden just to make it's people just, envious. But then it's like if I try to sell it, they're going to fucking lowball me. Right. Of course. The other thing that, that jumped out at me is that these people were bragging about deals that you or I would be like, that's just like a normal deal. Yeah. <laughs> like I, and, and I think it's because we're kind of like experts at this or yeah. whatever, which made again like makes me feel like kind of give me an example.
0: Do you do you have one on your head, dude?
1: There were like multiple American Strats where they were like bragging about getting it for like twelve hundred dollars i'm like yeah i know it yeah, was okay weird dude. stuff like that there was one good one where, but and it was actually via cme of all places someone bought a new 335 like the lowest end 335 right. but they got it for like 1400 bucks for a new 335 which is cheap yeah 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 uh, and that's was like, like 25 three three thousand usually probably. at least yeah. 25 for something yeah. like that so i was like oh yeah that's a good deal it must have been like some blowout scratch sure. dent, whatever but for the most part it was just people like oh yeah i got this pedal for like twenty five dollars off yeah. and it's like yeah, I did. I do feel a little pretentious because I know I I just don't ever pay retail for almost no. anything. Yeah, well, we're know? just
0: in this world of like we when we yeah. see a good deal, we either jump on jump it or on try it. to pass or it along. One of our friends, yeah. Exactly. But um, I was going to say this too. It, I think it also doesn't count if it's like before like 1985 oh yeah well, they're were like they're like oh of in 79 i bought a you know a 60s les paul and it's like well that's no one wanted it then yeah Which, like I, I would still be proud of that deal but it's a little different than yeah like oh i today. paid 250 for a 59 strat in yeah. like 1975 it's like well, exactly yeah, so did everybody else
1: the uh i saw i remember that triggered one in my brain there was someone bought a it was a 59 les paul jr cool uh double cut for like 800 bucks that's a good deal which is like a good recently deal. like it recently, was like within the last 10 years yeah. and then and but then he's like yeah then i want it but it was you know hacked up non-original pickups dip oh. tuners, all that sort of stuff but it, then he's like yeah i took it blah 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 somewhere i don't know where and they appraise it at four grand which feels like a bit much for what i saw for it like it i don't think i cme would charge four grand for it so i don't know but either way yeah. 800 bucks for anything 1959 gibson I'm, i would pay that yeah you know yeah, yeah. I mean?
0: for sure
1: that's that okay so here we go we had a pretty massive music past couple weeks here in chicago really i mean when you think about it there was pitchfork fest here that just happened mm-hmm. we just had riot fest mm-hmm. guns and roses just played wrigley oh, that's uh, right the dead just played wrigley and then metallica
0: yeah do you want to get into it
1: i want to get into a little first i just want to say i uh i've got a i have got i am not gonna say who it is but i had a little bit of a pitchfork bummer happen and uh it, it happened v- i'm not gonna say his name but it rhymes with um mames bepper and uh he 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 gives me a call and he's like hey mate uh you know, I've got this extra pitchfork pass. Do you want to go? And I was like in the middle of cooking dinner and I was just like, you know, it's like five o'clock at night or whatever. On what like, night? On like It Saturday? was a Saturday night. Okay,
0: yeah.
1: He's like, he want to go see Engel Olsen and St. Vincent. I'm like, fuck yeah, man. All right, let's do it. And I'm uh, getting the shower and uh, long story short, he's like, oh, I forgot to, I forgot to offer the ticket to my girlfriend. I should do that first. And then by the time I got out of the shower, oh,
0: geez. she had accepted. And you were ticket. in the shower thinking about how great it getting, was. Time. I was like getting pumped. Dude, getting fucking it's like, pumped. Yeah. I was like, I... When It's the last minute stuff last you got to like get in the mental mindset, like yeah, pitchfork,
1: yeah. you know, big festival. Yeah, did I necessarily want to go to an outdoor festival? Nah, not really, but it was like, okay, this is like ticket falling into my lap, right? Want to hang out with my buddy, and then it all got pulled right out from underneath Son me. Of a so, I'm not going to say his name <laughs> again, but he's British and rhymes with Mames Bepper. But, um, another thing that I learned so, Patti Smith just played cool right fest, right? Fest here. She's from Chicago originally. I did not know that. I didn't know that. She grew up in the Logan's, like right by Logan Square, which is, you know, a lot different when yeah, she was uh, grown up. But like, I read an article from like 2009 where she talks about how like every time she comes back here, she thinks about moving back. That's and so like weird. Walks around Humboldt Park. I all assume all she stuff. was like LA or New York or something. I thought she was New York 100%, yeah, but right. yeah, it turns out she's from here. Okay, here we go. It's Metallica time. We're going to do a little story talk. time here. So friends, folks, you might have seen that the past week or so, Metallica has done two tiny club shows one in san francisco which i hadn't even I did heard not about know that and then one in chicago so this is a um, monday morning today we're actually recording early this week yes yeah, heading today. out, out right. of town so we're doing a little bit early and so this is a couple days ago and I'm going to a wedding this weekend, and some of you may know that I, I've I've become a more trim human being, and none of my suits fit. And I was trying to actually, I was originally going to try to get myself stuff tailored, but I couldn't Nothing find worse anybody than that an I, ill-fitting suit. Man. Yeah, and I just couldn't find anybody that I trusted, and like w- with the turnaround time, I was like, "Fuck it, you know what? I'm just gonna treat myself. It's time for a new suit." I'm on my way to go shoot suit shopping. This is like actually after I edit and publish the podcast Monday morning, I'm about to go, and I get a text message from a friend saying, "Hey, call me right now." And it's and 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 I and I'm just like, I don't know, like I'm on my way to go suit shopping, it's whatever. And I'm gonna shout him out, P. Griffin Barron, Griff, old friend, listener of the show. So uh he texts me and he's like, Hey, I I can't say for sure yet because it's not official, but I was just given insider information that Metallica is going to be playing at the Metro tonight.
0: And for those who don't know, the Metro is one a legendary venue, but
1: also a very small, thing. very small venue. So, uh, eleven 1, hundred person capacity. They wound up cutting it off at seven hundred. I was gonna say it. They didn't. They didn't stuff it full of people. I it thought
0: was, they were like two thousand or three. It was 3, the, the full. The
1: full capacity time. is eleven 1, hundred. I looked it up. Is it really? And then, okay. and then they cut it off at seven hundred. But that's. I think it was seven hundred tickets. I'm sure they had at least hundred people. Yeah, on their list, and, and stuff, then like right. the you know crew or whatever. So it was. I have been to much more packed. Metro regardless okay so I'm on my Way there again like this is my Priority for the rest of the day I'm Thinking it's gonna take a while Don't know what I'm like I don't know Man he's like dude just come to the Metro there's already a line outside I was like well that could be for Fucking anything you know then like To your point I didn't know about the San Francisco show either same Situation they played a 500 person Club there three days before I look it Up I'm like oh god they did do this And oh god they're playing Louisville At some like festival on Friday this could be real. So I think to myself, well, I don't know. I've still got to go suit shopping. So I'm doing this. I'm like going through the whole thing. But I'm like, you know. So you're at the store now? I'm at the store trying suits. I'm not <laughs> sure what to do. Right. In the meantime, I text my good friend Jimmy, who I've already mentioned. He and I are f- the first thing that we ever bonded over when we became friends 17 years of age at our, my first day of college was Metallica. So I'm like, dude, I don't know if you've heard about this yet. But like Metallica s- supposedly might be playing the Metro tonight. And he's like, dude, like, oh my God, this, I'm about to have like the busiest day of work of my life. Just has got to blow it off. You know, he works in like, in like real estate and he, he was, there were these sales that were happening on the hour, every hour until 10 PM. And he's like the fucking boss. Yeah. he's like, I don't know, man. Like, like, and everything, you know, he's, he lives like in the near suburbs. He's got a fucking sick kid at home. Like everything oh, weighing shit, against yeah. it. And then, so I was again. I hadn't decided what I was going to do yet either, because this was like my priority. But I, I found the suit that I wanted really fast. Shout out to my boy Derek at Macy's. That dude, fucking, he was he was a genius. He just looked at me, didn't even have to measure me. But so, getting out a lot quicker than I thought. And then he's like, I get, a, I see a text from Jimmy. He's like, fuck it, I'm driving down. I was like, all right, I'm going to do it too. Yeah. So the first major hurdle was that. The word was that you're going to have to show your VAX card. Well, I didn't have it with me. I have a picture of it on my phone, but I didn't that have it not, with me.
0: And that wasn't acceptable. Well, I didn't did.
1: know. Right, right. Right. So I was like, well, if I, if this is what I think it is, because it's like 10:30 at this point, I'm like, if this is what I think, I think it is it's going to take me a lot longer to head back home and then head up to the metro. Right. So exactly. I'm like, all right, fucking, I'm just going to go straight up there and hope that the photograph works. Again, there's nothing officially announced at this point. Yeah. I get up to the metro, which is you know right by Wrigley, and there is already a line wrapped down clark and then around that onto uh, racine racine right which again nobody knows what that is but we're talking about like a full two block at yeah. least line of people for a show that hasn't even been announced or anything <laughs> yet. so but and like everybody ha- you know it's I, i'm walking i'm like oh i know you i know you i know you, yeah. you're famous i know you like and, and or you have metallica shirts on i'm like this might be real yeah see griff he's like I don't know like because there's already a bunch of people behind him he didn't necessarily want to let me cut yeah so then like I went back Jimmy had beaten me there but there wasn't much of a line behind him so I just like jumped in line with him behind him is our former guest uh evan from Intuit over it jim turk like a bunch of chicago music people and my friends and stuff i'm like oh this this seems real at this point i'd gotten quote-unquote confirmation from another friend. i got another text at this point from another friend being like hey um just so you know like metallica is going to be playing the metro tonight they're going to be announcing this in like an hour so i got there at about 11 long story short but by, by like 1 30 I had a ticket to go see Metallica that yeah. night at the Metro. I
0: think at the same time I saw your post with the bracelet. Yeah, you posted that. I saw another article from like you know one of those Chicago blogs or whatever, yeah. and that was like, if you're reading this, it's already too it's late. It's too late. Yeah, yeah. Metallica announced it on Twitter, and then I think within
1: like ten minutes of them even having announced it, it already sold out because it was the sort of thing where like people, some people knew the day before. I wonder how people found out. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, no one can keep their fucking mouth shut, and it's we're talking about the biggest heavy metal band of all time. one yeah. Just like one of these rock bands of all time yeah. at the coolest venue in Chicago where th- the last time I saw them was a sold out, sold out soldier field, you know, so right. they play like outdoor arenas and oh, stadiums and then for them to play, I mean,
0: they've played in front of a million people and on,
1: that, right, exactly. <laughs> on top of that, right, exactly. On top of that, it was only a $20 ticket. Yeah, that's cool. Cash only, mm-hmm. and you had to show your proof of vaccination. So it was like the greatest situation. Did you have cash possible. on you? I would have been like, I had no fuck, cash I need on you. to run me. to an ATM? Thankfully, Jimmy had just come from a long gambling weekend and had a bunch of cash on him. You're so like, thank you again me 20, for that, Jimmy. Spotted, he spotted me 20 So the other thing was that I was a little nervous, and I've got to get, uh, apologize to Stingray. I tried to buy him a t shirt. By the time, I, so first of all, when you're, when they're they're first allowing people to buy T-shirts with the ticket right away, but then that I guess I found out later that I was just making it take way too long. So uh, they're like, "Oh, you can only buy a T-shirt later." By the time I went to buy a T-shirt, they were only allowing one one per person. So yeah. I just, I, I'm sorry, Sting did Wright, you get one? I, of course, yeah, I did. Yeah. It's a fucking sick T-shirt. I gotta really? show it to I you, dude. See it's it, like dude. it has, it's like a custom. It you know it says Metallica, it, but it's like this custom piece of art with the Metro on it, oh, and dude. Shit, it's so dude. fucking sick. Oh. Here's the other thing. Metallica, the last time they played Metro was on their first ever tour for Kill 'Em All in 1983. Right, right. So, so this
0: was like a, I think I might have seen the artwork actually. No, I think about it. Yeah. did it say 83 to on like the back. Twenty 21- one.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah, it looks like an old school kind of like you know shittily printed yeah. sort of shirt oh, from back so then. Sick. So uh, doors were at. Sit, or doors were at seven, but they of people to line up at six. And I wanted—I mean, you know, Metro is small, but I still wanted to get there early enough where, like, you know, I'm not drinking or anything, so I just wanted to get there so where I could be pretty close. Yeah. So I got there probably like. Went home, actually got a shout out. Another I, Monday was one of the best days of my life, I'm just gonna say, <laughs> because one of my closest friends of all time, former bandmate, and we've we said it last week go call your old bandmates because you're gonna feel yeah. great about it. John Ozocsut, he was a bass player in probably Vampires, now works out at Yale. He was in town for unfortunate reasons, but um, we want to meeting up for lunch in the interim. So I had this like amazing two hour lunch with nice. my oldest, dearest friends. Then went, went home, had to like, I, you know, I just like dropped all of my responsibilities for the day. So sure. I responded to some emails and shit, took a shower, put on my other Metallica shirt and headed up to the Metro. By the time I got there, there was, I, it, I actually was in like the exact same place in where I was in line earlier in the day. That's funny. And I hadn't really eaten. So I was like, oh man, I'm a little bit hungry. Uh, about 10 minutes into waiting, people from the Metro walk out with boxes of Pat's pizza saying, hey, everyone, Lars Ulrich has bought everyone in the crowd that's in the crew pizza so like they just like started handing out free fucking that's pizza fucking in awesome, line dude. for this so i had some fucking By the way, pizza pat's is, in line. Pats is delicious I it's, a it a fucking, it's a yeah. good fucking it's, it's a good it's a good. you know a or a thin chicago style thin yeah. you know tavern style pizza yep. uh so eating some fucking lars pizza in line that's Jimmy wild shows man. up so many of my fucking friends were there and uh it was it was the best show i've ever been to in my life Dave. really i Look, there are a couple things that play into that. First of all, Metallica has been basically my favorite band since I was like four years old. You know, I still have the the good times and the bad of Justice for all for one for Oh, my God. And there have been some bad times. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. There's that. There's obviously this whole fucking horrible lockdown thing where it's like we haven't just had live music for so long, which has just and like, you know, I've been to a couple shows now, but it's not like I haven't seen any full blown concert. I went to I went to Black Midi at Sleeping Village, which was dope, but like not you know, we're not talking about like favorite band status here yeah. or anything like a real thing. And then on top of it, the fact that it was you had to show proof of vaccination. And that was a cool thing, too. It's like you couldn't scalp right. because when you there was no ticket, you paid the you handed them a 20. bill, And then they put the wristband right on you. And like, it. it was the tightest wristband I've ever had on my on my wrist ever. And <laughs> they, for did good it, reason. they did yeah. it intentionally. Right. In fact, when I came home and showered, I fucking ta- I literally taped a plastic bag over my wrist because they also gave you like a vaccine stamp on your hand. So oh, I taped yeah. the plastic bag good over my wrist to fucking shower. Yeah. Tight move. I mean, I don't know if that actually made any difference. Um, but so the, all those things. And then I have to say Metallica, I've seen them probably like five, Did six times. Did they have times. any opener or anything? No. Okay. Uh-uh. They were super tight. Yeah. I was talking to a good friend, Max, hand practices. He's been on the show. And he had just seen Devo at Riot Fest the previous weekend. And he was sort of saying that they seemed like sloppy and like unrehearsed and they like kind of fucked up some stuff yeah again i've seen metallica i don't know five or six times i'd have to count and it was by far the tightest i've ever seen No shit play. i i'll admit on this show and in, in, in my life i have talked shit about kirk hammett you know that that i think he is a great guitar player and has come up with some interesting parts but i still have talked shit about him being maybe particularly overrated right he is looked like and sounded like he's just been doing nothing but fucking practice for the last years, man because he ripped so hard like every one of his leads was beautiful and not like he doesn't play things note for note necessarily from the records but everything was just like Shredding super he hard. He didn't seem
0: uncomfortable. Or no, like, he yeah. was.
1: Yeah, he looked great. He, he lives in Hawaii now. The yeah. dude looks like he's fucking thriving. I yeah, gotta yeah, say, yeah, right. James, his voice. I mean, you. You know, we were just talking about some kind of monster. Like his voice can be fucked up sometimes. Yeah. He was hitting higher notes than I've literally ever no heard him shit. Hit in my life.
0: They were just. It sounds like they were just really excited to fucking be performing. The energy like, in yeah. that
1: room was the best energy I've ever experienced at yeah. a show in my life because everyone there was a fucking diehard. There were no, you know, like fucking posers or like you know, oh yeah, whatever, any right. of that kind of stuff. Although I will say it was funny people were literally as i was waiting in line both times trying to buy your either your place in line or the wristband off your wrist right. and like you know getting to waiting for the show people were offering 500 bucks and i was just like oh i'm sure absolutely not I'm i, sure I would have we were talking about it i would have done it for ten thousand dollars and nothing less. <laughs> right. because when you think about it it's like okay well, what am i going to use that money for and is it going to make me as happy as this yeah. is about to make me no you, this is
0: an experience you can't buy this there,
1: you literally could not buy this experience. Yeah. $10,000, what my, and Jimmy, the, he, was, he was the one who had planned this idea to me. He He's like, yeah, dude, we'll take the $10,000 and then go buy someone else's spot for 5000 because you know someone else yeah. is going to give you fucking $5,000 yeah, for move. that. Right. But plus, Didn't you said to.
0: you couldn't get the band off anyways. Yeah, so.
1: you could you probably could have cut it off and like taped it back on, but yeah. they wouldn't, they would have known. Yeah, 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 you know? yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, they played, I, I could, I could pull up the set list. They, there was only one song on there, which I was sort of like, whatever they, because they basically, they played something from every record. Uh, I was going to
0: ask you if they just like focused on the old stuff or what? They
1: started with Whiplash, which was because when they first played the Metro and right. the only time they ever played there, it was Kill 'em All. That was the only record right. they had. So they played, they opened with Whiplash and closed with Seek and Destroy, which cool. were like two of the songs from yeah, that yeah. but they played i mean you know something from every record like ride the lightning master of puppets right. welcome home sanitarium um did they do harvester like harvester of sorrow did they, i they mean did, did one. they do like sandman so that's what i no, i'm so happy yeah. they did not do sandman yeah they, they played from, cool from black album they did sad but true okay. and uh, through the never which was kind of a deep cut and i was fucking super stoked about that the only song like again they played cyanide from death magnetic which is like whatever it's a good riff and like mm-hmm. but you could tell that that was the point in the in the set where like people like stopped freaking out and just like sort of took a breath for a minute right you know because it was like oh this is like kind of the breather they played a couple songs from the new record Hardwired and uh, moth to a flame uh they d- it was honestly other than cyanide jimmy and i were talking and we're both fucking diehards like i don't know that yeah there are some songs that i love a lot but like there there's almost nothing that they could like they played one they played fade to black like there are things that i don't know that i could have asked for a better set that they did yeah right and they fucking killed it from top to bottom i will i have to be honest like lars looked like maybe he um put on a couple during during the during the break which he that's gonna happen yeah but like everyone else in the band looked fit and great and like i said kirk looked like the best i've ever seen really and i've got to say little gear spotting situation
0: here so he had greenie well, I was going to say and now with his deal with uh, Gibson and yeah. all that, he's got to kind of like be stepping up, you know, I mean, he still he played his he played
1: his guitars that I wanted to see. He played the Ouija, the purple Ouija ESP, which is fucking beautiful. And we saw that at Nam. He played his like a Boris Karloff mummy ESP and he played the fucking, you know, essentially priceless Peter Green, Gibson Les Paul. Yeah. And that was it. They went full direct with Ax Effects. They had a couple of cabs on stage. Oh, really? Just for some sound. They were but they're direct. they're all Ax Effects now. And I gotta say, it's the best I've ever heard Ax Effects. It works for their for their songs. Holy shit, does it sound good? There were no bass cabs on stage. They're all in ears, so it was like right. a clean stage. There was just one Wah controller, and that's, that's it. That's
0: interesting. They didn't even have like dummy cabs no, or anything.
1: No, they had they had each James and Kirk each had a, a full stack just for like stage sound. Yeah, which you could hear during sound check, but like once the PA is going, you so know, the bass was all DI. Bass was all DI. And it and and it sounded fucking good and grindy. He also had a wah for, uh for whom the bell tolls, yeah. you know. But um, dude, oh my god, <laughs> uh, yeah. Go. How I, long I,
0: did they play for?
1: About two hours. Yeah. Uh, did they take an intermission? They or took anything? they took a you know a, a, a an encore end. break. Yeah, but encore that's break. it. And then they did, they played three songs after that. Wow. But I actually yeah saw the set list. It was all planned, you know. But the second because they always come out to the Ecstasy of Gold by Enigma Cone and like once that happened. The entire crowd absolutely lost their fucking minds. Yeah, I'm sure. Like, I and I, I, my neck right now still hurts from headbanging. And, like, I know that I'm out of show shape, but, like, there were a few songs where I just, like, couldn't control myself and it was just headbanging so hard. I moshed, you know, I did the whole fucking thing. If I had a complaint, it was the fact that, I mean, let's be honest, it was 90% dudes in black t-shirts there, right? Yeah. and um which is fine but there were two guys in the pit who were like definitely older dudes and definitely insisted on having their shirts off and it was just <laughs> fucking gross. disgusting yeah dude. like just don't be the guy like Plus, we you're all indoors sweaty, if you're
0: outdoors i could
1: kind of get it but, but it was like, just fucking gross yeah. no one wants to like bump, bump into you, you when you're a fucking Ugh. dude but like there was there was there was you know crowd surfing this one girl who like i had made friends with her and her boyfriend while we we're waiting in line she like came up to me and asked me to like throw her up at no one shit. point. yeah it was pretty fucking cool
0: dude that's wild you know i it's i was just thinking about it and i was like you know, a band like Metallica that's just that big, you almost think, like, to play a smaller show now is is better than going to play, like, a big festival with, like, 100,000 people. Oh Because yeah. they're, like, they're going to get this energy directly from the crowd. It's almost too many people when you're out at those big outdoor yeah. festivals, which they're so used to playing, or stadiums, you know? This is exactly the
1: thing. So, uh, look, it was $20 a ticket. It's old school. They, 100%, there's no... And, and like I said, they bought us all fucking pizza. Yeah. Like, there is... N- no question that they they took a loss on playing this show. Oh, like they for have sure. a crew. They had to fucking come out for one night. They you probably know, like,
0: paid to play. I mean, in a th- way,
1: they they were. I will admit they were selling their blackened whiskey. Like they definitely had that, and they were, and they sold forty five dollar t shirts. But like, still, they one hundred percent took a loss. So yeah. it's like, why why would they do that? Well, because they wanted to play there. You know, yeah. like that. they were excited they to do to. it and you could see it. Like I was fucking as far away from them as I am from you right, right. now. And they were just like having so much fun and like c- yelling and crying and fucking smiling. And like they were just, they were so excited to be there and getting that transmission of, of energy between them and the crowd. It's really
0: awesome too, because I'm, I'm thinking back to like, kind of, you know, maybe a few months into the lockdown and everything mm-hmm. and we were hearing about Metro might maybe having to sell exactly maybe closing down for yes. good um you know so it's just really cool to see like that's how you I don't know if they've had shows there. So I think
1: the, they've had a couple sort of like a uh, riot fest related right. Things, okay, but it's you're right. Very, oh, that's right. It's like limited. Limp Bizkit played there exactly all of stuff.
0: But anyways, my point is like it's been it hasn't been shows every night. Like no, 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 be. not even close. Yeah, so it's cool that like Metallica, you know, they're having these like huge names
1: coming. Yeah, and it. they were you know obviously Metallica is very aware of this and they talked about like yeah. what it was like being there in '83 wow. versus now and all sort of stuff. So I I haven't it actually hasn't debuted. Yet. I saw um today they're starting. Then there were a bunch of cameras and stuff. All I over. hope there's yeah. I hope there's like so coming on so a they're, they were debuting a video from the San Francisco gig cool. this morning. Oh, cool. So, I'm, so I, I have to imagine there's going to be stuff yeah. from the Metro all around and like, of course, yeah, I did a bunch of like fucking phone videos or whatever right. and that, it, that, okay, two complaints. One, did two, everybody have their phones out? Dudes. People had their phones out a lot. I, and I and like when I was in the pit, I made sure to bump into them the hardest. I you saw know? your you you had like two like short
0: videos. Like I just was like I would
1: hold it up for like fifteen but seconds. But like, I'm
0: not trying to get a whole song. On People my phone. were doing the whole that's fucking song sad, thing, and on. that's just
1: like I, dude. You could see that there were cameras around. Like yeah. we're gonna be able to get like fucking dope looking and sounding footage of this. Right just be in the moment and, yeah. I, and I and i actually kind of hope i was wishing that it was one of those shows where like you had to put your phone in the a bag gator bag or whatever. or whatever they're called yeah i would Laundry i would have i think i would have preferred that like i'm glad that i have a bunch of pictures and like yeah. selfies with me and jimmy like fucking singing along and stuff but like at the same time you'll remember it enough yeah, yeah. And, and again you know that there's going to be they're, like they're they're not going to not document something this cool in, right. in and once in a lifetime so those were the two complaints. Otherwise, it was. I mean,
0: how did you even sleep when you got home? Like, oh, dude, I, I
1: didn't sleep for fucking hours. Yeah, I was gonna say, and that. I will admit. So you know me, I'm I'm hardcore about earplugs. Yeah. I chose to not wear earplugs. I brought them with, and I was just like, if I'm gonna damage my hearing for something, it's gonna be this on is, this. It's gonna be yeah. this. And plus, metro
0: is well balanced. It's not like it it's is. Like, it know.
1: was. It was very loud. But yeah. it, like, I I'll admit my right ear because i stood I, I made sure to be stage left in front of kirk yeah you know so my right ear was closer to a pa stack and it was ringing harder than my <laughs> left ear for like a couple days yeah. it's back to normal now yeah i know if i mean, I, probably some, I probably lost yeah, some i probably lost hearing it'll it's gonna go with my age anyways but yeah. it's like again it's like
0: it wasn't I, like you were just at a loud rehearsal or something it was no. like no this was like an actual like event
1: a, a lifetime moment. event yeah. and 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 so it's in some ways i and in most ways I'm. I feel so fucking lucky and honored to have been there. Yeah. I'm also. It's also kind of ruined every other show that I'm ever going to go to for probably. the rest of my life. Yeah, that's probably true. Because there's. I can never be as excited soup like dude uh, screaming my face off to the point that like i had to chill out at certain points because i was like whoa i'm getting a little lightheaded right yeah, here right uh knew every single song that they played you know that it's like there there are very few bands like unless fucking john bonham comes back from the dead you right, know like right, exactly. there are very few experiences i could have where it's like i am that deeply invested for my whole life or if for some reason the talking Heads get back together maybe i'd get but it's like that's a different that's, energy yeah, altogether exactly also.
0: i don't and yeah i don't know if that would translate as well right um but what I like to see is that Metallica can still fucking rock out.
1: Metallica man. can fucking rip. I mean, look, Lars is still Lars. That's not going to change. Like there were there were moments of sloppiness that I saw, but like that's kind of that's just Metallica, you know. But yeah. like up front, those three dudes, James, Rob, and Kirk, were ripping. Yeah, it was a sight to behold. Did uh, maybe
0: better th- than they ever were. Did Trullo bring out the uh, Trujillo? Excuse me. Did he bring out the uh, like the jazz bass? Dude, I've got to say, he brought out an old jazz bass. Well, I don't know if
1: it's the bass of one, Doom. but it was. I, in fact, I was commenting on Jimmy. I was like, "That might be. That might be the one." It looked. I mean, it looked like it could have like been sunburst with a. But it, the body bird. looked like it was really fucked up. Oh yeah, so now the know. base
0: of Doom I think is all like pretty clean because okay. they re- they rebuilt. They, that no, he thing. had.
1: It was a very old J base, but I don't know exactly what it is. He mostly
0: he, plays. He plays an old Fender too, like an old P base too. I, remember. I can't remember the name of the brand. It's like the. It's like, like, it looks
1: like a Warwick, but it's not a Warwick. Specter, maybe or something. It's got, I think it's like a. Dion or some sh- I don't fucking know yeah but he plays five on some stuff and plays four on some stuff but Maybe James on he played it might be dude it might be honestly yeah, yeah James played his like the white flying V that he played at the fucking thing but they you know they they switch guitars a lot yeah he also plays his like explorers and then um he had like the his like main snake bite uh, signature and then
0: so was uh, there at one point like they're all playing like the old instruments that they had in 83 well think?
1: Kirk did, he he played his new stuff until the until he switched to greenie right. he didn't have that back back then he God, they I, he, I think he played a black movie. flying v at that show which he didn't play at all but he did go to a jackson flying v at one point did uh, you like, like have true. you thought
0: about going back at like at some point and watching the 83 show oh from, i have watched okay. the 83 show i mean like after this, after oh, this definitely yeah. for
1: sure it doesn't sound that great you no know? It, i can't imagine it but does. uh I, i'm quarter i'm 100 going to rewatch that yeah, again for yeah. sure because yeah gotcha. and i again they're probably going to release something like official around that you'd think Mm -hmm. i mean i don't know if they had they probably didn't have their own camera crew at that point but there are a lot i met a dude in in line on the on the way in who said that he was at the 83 show and like there's a fame and they actually mentioned it during the gig like there was a there's a famous scene in that video from playing the Metro, the first time where like Kirk sort of puts his guitar in the car and that like gets yanked out of his yeah. hands and he's like, That was my buddy he's Like you can no see like, I'm right behind him. He's like my buddy. Like at the Kirk at the end, he's like, Hey, if you are like who was here at that eighty three show? He's like, One of you fuckers stole my strap. I want that thing back. Well, and then Rob like, gets on the mic and he's like, Oh dude, I actually that was me, man. I've got the straps, but I forgot to tell you about <laughs> it. But they like all took a turn at the end of the show, like coming up to the main I was mic gonna and say, like, did they talk to stuff. you guys and stuff? James did a lot, but it wasn't until the end that they all kind of like took a turn to like Thank be super everybody. thankful. Dude, that's so
0: cool, man. I mean, what a yeah. I I don't know. It's, it just seems surreal to me. Like the way you describe it.
1: I still feel like I'm
0: dreaming, honestly. Yeah. Like it doesn't seem, yeah. For like how cheap it was and
1: that it all came together. And like, even I didn't, I didn't seem real to me until I actually had the wristband yeah. and I was in line for like two and a half hours, maybe three hours at that point which I fucking hate waiting in line. Let's be clear. Yeah. Like, there's almost yeah, yeah. nothing that I'll wait in no. line for in, in fact, my life.
0: for most shows, I show up like after the band's, you know, about to start. Exactly. Or, like, you know, after people are already there. I'm I not... waited in line twice for that show. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, who else would you have? You know,
1: I can't really again, unless it's like Dimebag comes back. From I was going to say or Pantera. Or, yeah. Like, like there's yeah, one of the one of those happen, kind of things. Right? I There's nothing. Or like if the Stones. But even that, like I wouldn't be as, I would be excited, but it wouldn't be the same kind of energy. It's because not. It's not a fucking metal show. I,
0: I was thinking about when the Stones, I think it was 95 played the double door the double door that's and it was right. a surprise show yeah. they announced it on the radio in the morning and i wish i was tickets old to that, that cool i heard were that. like seven bucks yeah
1: exactly so the
0: same kind of same same, same, same kind of deal yeah like people like the real fans are all man there. double door though what was the capacity it was like 400 or something yeah like that's nothing. crazy yeah i've seen some footage from that they were
1: sloppy the sloppy <laughs> was it like the voodoo lounge tour
0: yeah i mean 95 gosh i don't know yeah babylon bridges to babylon oh god that's right yeah Yeah, i don't know so i feel
1: like that's enough speaking of babbling i feel like that's enough metallica man that's fucking that's incredible man it was i'm uh, I'm so happy
0: for you dude because like when i read i can't remember what happened first if i read about it or saw your story on instagram but i was like oh shit like Cause I, I saw you in like Wrigley, and I was like, "What the fuck is he doing in Wrigley?" He's yeah, not a Cubs fan, no. and it's too early. I mean, well, a one o'clock game or something, but like, I was like, "What's he doing?" And then I saw the Metallica like bracelet, and I was like, "Oh!" And then I read the article, mm-hmm. and was like fuck i can't believe you got in i texted you i was like dude. dude are you serious
1: that that was the nice thing too is there was no there was no cubs game so mm-hmm. like there was just none of that traffic or yeah people don't realize situation. how
0: kind of empty ish that area exactly. is when there's no cubs game man.
1: i found out so uh you know jimmy who i went with is a season ticket holder big old cubbies fan whatever mm-hmm. it's, it's, nobody's perfect shout out and uh so he was he was telling me that on game days like where he parked he parked in this one garage which is right across from the stadium on game days it's 50 to 100 dollars. sure uh, for that day it was nine dollars yep because it was That's just a standard insane week day Insane, yeah a hundred dollars right. to nine dollars right. like oh my fucking god yep. and you still can't even tailgate in there it's ridiculous yeah, no, it's hilarious i had dude i i did not expect to talk that long about it. i had so much more stuff that i wanted to get to in it's the symphony right. we're winging it we're gonna jump ahead because i'm just there's just so much more that we've got to do today um i'm gonna say some words and i think it's time for you to get some notes out yeah i mean because I don't
0: know how I'm going to top that but, There's uh, nothing
1: to top it uh, But I'm just excited to say these words Because I'm excited to say these words every week And those words, my friends, are <laughs> Dave's dogs
0: Well, I I did not watch a Metallica documentary, unfortunately
1: Well, we talked about some kind of monster a couple of
0: weeks ago I know, ago, that's so what's whatever. so funny about it What do you got this, this week? Um, so, you know, I, I, I've actually I was kind of excited about this one Because I saw, I think I saw like a preview for it And I, I didn't know anything about the band um, or the lead singer, but I watched a Blind Melon documentary Ooh. called All I Can Say. Did you ever get into Blind Melon? You know, just the just the
1: song that you just referenced uh, with I the Bumblebee. Yeah. No Rain.
0: Yeah, well, actually, so I would say, I would preface this by saying it's really more of a, a Shannon Hoon documentary. Okay, I couldn't remember that name. Shannon Hoon. Shannon Hoon. Um, he was quite the front man, dude. He was actually really, really interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: So where were they from? What's their deal? So
0: he, he was from like Lafayette, Indiana. Oh. And then he's like, I'm going to move to LA in 1990 and then as soon as he moves there and this is what's kind of funny about these stories with these like early 90s bands they just get signed yeah. like he's like i met some guys we we started a band and then we got signed <laughs> and literally there's a scene in the beginning of the film where he's he's at like the oh studio and Axel Rose and Slash are hanging out and they're just like what's up guys and he's like axel say what's up to my dad cuz he's so the whole movie is a camcorder it's him it's his camcorder that's pretty sick and it's kind of him being like sending um like the idea is that this is all like for his dad or whatever. Mm. Um, Cause I think he was just really close with his dad. And it was kind of this thing where he's just like, okay, so now they're at Capitol records with guns and roses, not just guns and Roses, but like the two main guys, Mm -hmm. you know? And they're just like, Oh, and then we got signed by Capitol records. He goes, we got signed. We had five songs. They didn't even have a fucking album or anything. And they got a $500,000. Did they, just, they just look
1: cool or something?
0: I don't know. I mean, they weren't particularly handsome yeah. guys. You know, they just had the grungy, kind of like hippie look to them, you know? That was the time and
1: place, I guess. It,
0: it was just the perfect time and place. So yeah. I'm just like, man, that's just so funny how those stories work out. And then I think about like, you know, I think about like Nirvana and I think about. I mean, I feel like Nirvana even worked their asses off before they oh, got they a major did. label. But like Pearl Jam kind of went that same way. Yeah. Like, we're like, you know, we just met Eddie Vedder. And then, like, all of a sudden, you know, he came down and we formed a band. And so that's kind of you know, the story mm. behind that band I thought was really interesting. Um, he's a total drug addict.
1: Yeah. That's, he, um, he was an overdose, right? Yeah.
0: For people who don't know, he passed away like five years after the band formed. So in like 95, he was only um, 28 years old. He was on the horse, right? Um, on the horse? The H. Oh, uh well, I, you know, to be honest man, I didn't finish it, so yeah. I haven't gotten to that part yet, but I I read a little bit um just to kind of background myself and mm-hmm. kind of like more about the band. And they said it was cocaine overdose. So oh, I'm, I'm okay. really curious about that because it takes a couple of days to kill yourself on cocaine. Right. So I don't I don't know how that worked, but um apparently in the beginning of the film, they're like he had this camcorder going like on the day he overdosed. So oh, I haven't shit. gotten to that part yet. I don't know if I even want to watch that or if it's like actual footage of him dying, dude, but it's going to be like him partying and... quick side tangent.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Have you ever watched? And it's now the name of it's escaping me, but the, like the main flaming lips documentary, I it's called fearless freaks, fearless freaks. Yes. I found it. You got it. I barely got it, dude. So I've seen that a couple times. It's have impossible. You, have you, it you can't
0: even buy it on Amazon. Have you seen it? no i didn't watch it yet there because is, i really want to give I won't myself spoil it. The there right. is
1: a scene that involves i heard video drug use that's fucking hard, very to hard to watch yeah
0: well in the stones documentary cocksucker blues there's a lot of fucking crazy scenes like that where they're shooting up and like yeah it's not like they don't show keith but they show like their roadie right. who's like partying with keith and like yeah Dude, it's hard to watch that freak. shit so man you, i don't yeah let's fucking talk about that one sometime yeah no we're going to it's actually it's available right now to me mm. um and I wanted to like really thoroughly watch it. Yeah, like I kind of had to squeeze this one in with the short week this yeah. week. So um, all right, sorry, back to- No, no, it's back fine. To,
1: uh, Maybe we'll cut say. that part
0: out because uh, I, I don't want to surprise the folks. For yeah, the next well, week, we'll see. We'll see. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for yeah. that. And actually, actually, that's another band that like I really don't know anything about. Okay. Um, so this was kind of the same thing. I didn't know really much about Blind Melon. In fact, in the shower this morning, I put the record on because they have the self-titled record from sure. 82. Threw it on. It's more like- it's funny the no rain song is like just kind of like a ballady song yeah this is like they're really they're kind of more like jam bandy like spin doctors style
1: oh really okay. and like a
0: little bit of like um black crows kind of like sure. that style like that, that that era that kind of, 90s, of loose but yeah. like really good bass playing and like kind of just wacky hmm. like two I, I don't believe songs. i've
1: ever heard anything that isn't no rain honestly I don't yeah think i've ever heard another song i threw
0: it on i listened to like the first three or four tracks yeah. this morning and i was like you know it's, it's pretty good but um Anyways, yeah, Big Druggie, uh, he didn't drink, he was actually like sober for a long time until like 92, hmm. and then he just goes off the rails. Yeah, and, uh, No pun intended. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I just wanted to see, because there were some good little notes I took yeah. in here. Um, oh, there's kind of a funny story, they're in New York right after they recorded, they recorded in LA in 92, the full length record, which I don't know how they came up with the songs, they don't talk about that. I'm like I wonder if they got help writing writing in the studio sort of yeah it was like they had five songs and they got signed to this huge deal like they're gonna put some money into like them making getting a songwriter there's a really funny story uh, funny part in the film just really quick and they're in a cab in New York and he goes Trump Plaza ew (laughs) (laughs) and then they just (laughs) cut away like right away I was like that's funny they like left that in there Um, and then any gear spotting uh, actually no well I will say uh, the bass was cool the the bass player is outstanding he plays a like early 70s like, uh, you know, stripped finish jazz bass mm. with no pick guard. And I thought it was kind of cool. That's your thing. Really funky bass player, man. Really excellent. Oh, okay. Here's the story I was looking for. Um... I, I hear a lot of, like, Neil Young and in his, in his vocals and his melodies and stuff. Okay. Because yeah. there's a lot of scenes where he's actually a really good guitar player. He's sitting there playing, like, not like a shredder, but, like, you know, really interesting chords and, like, chord progressions. Mm-hmm. So I think he did write a lot of this, the material himself. And you could hear him singing. And I'm like, oh, this kind of has, like, a Neil Young kind of, like, influence to mm-hmm. it. And kind of throughout the film, there's, like, him listening to the Stones, listening to the Beatles, listening to Neil Young and stuff. And after uh, the summer of 93 was when the No Rain video came out, which, obviously, this is the peak of MTV. Yeah. You know? Um, that video, I mean, I don't think I could go an hour without watching that video on either VH1 or MTV. I can picture
1: the little, little bumblebee kid, yeah, right little now. bumblebee
0: cutie pie. So they actually joked; they said um, the no the no rain video was released, and one of the like guitar player guy, he's like, put it in brainwash rotation because that's like literally what they did. <laughs> yeah. with it. Uh, that launches them to go on a tour with Neil Young and Soundgarden. No shit. Yeah, and this is fucking awesome because like Shannon's like, dude, this is my dream lineup. I mean, Soundgarden, fucking amazing band. Yeah. Neil Young's his hero. And there's footage of the guitar player. The band's in like one room and there's like an air vent between two rooms, like two green rooms. And you can hear someone playing guitar and the guitar player is like, Neil Young's warming up on my guitar right now Ugh. because I wonder if that's going to increase the value. Yep. And um, and then they kind of like the ca- they put the camera like up to the air vent and you can just hear it. You can't really see yeah. him. But he's practicing like warming up before he goes out. Can you out fucking imagine? On someone else's guitar, like on one of their guitars. That's like, I don't so even know. So like, fucking, fucking
1: cool. I don't, Like J- John Paul Jones warming up on your fucking bass. It's
0: just like, I mean, it's like Kirk like warming up right, on your guitar. God. like. Just imagine that. Like, so I thought that was fucking awesome. Um, you know, I think then they start to burn out and they're kind of like, yeah, like there's a scene where they go on SNL and they do No Rain, but it's like their own, like, dubby, weird fucking heroin version mm. of it. It's not good. Yeah. Um, and I think people like criticize that. They're like, what the fuck? You know, because like at the time, too, 93 SNL was like the hugest fucking show oh, totally I watched then for yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. So I thought that was kind of funny. So they, you know, they got a lot of shit for that. Um, and then Kurt Cobain died and then in yeah. 94. And they're like, the interesting thing about this movie is it's just his footage. There's no other narration. There's no other, like, it's just it, him talking to people and it's his camcorder, all the footage, a hundred percent of mm-hmm. it. So there's even scenes where like, he's just in a hotel room, like filming the television and it's, MTV news and they're announcing Kurt Cobain died. Wow. And like, he's just like, Oh my God. You know, it's just like his reactions. Like if this was nowadays, you'd be like, Oh, he's like an influencer, you know, exactly. like he's just always got his phone out. He's being annoying, but he just, but that had was to so rare that carry this huge fucking camcorder. Yeah. Right, probably everywhere like a big shoulder cam. Yeah. They weren't small back stuff, then, right? you know? So I thought that was just kind of an interesting perspective of being like, now I know there's another, uh, Blind Melon documentary, okay, um, called Letters from a Porcupine, which is a '96 documentary. So they made that right after his death, I'm mm-hmm. assuming. And I think uh, from what I've read, that's more about the band itself. So I might have to go and check yeah. that out just to see like more because I wanted to hear more about the band. I didn't get any of the guys' names, like I didn't know anything about him.
1: It's still such an interesting, yeah. I don't think you've ever covered a doc on here. There have been no Dave's docs with this particular perspective. Yeah. which just like the main just guy the in the band filming
0: everything and hanging out in hotel rooms and like his wife and like his you know his daughter and all this stuff just really like interesting perspective um yeah and then that's basically like where i got to before i was like i gotta watch the rest of this later because i gotta go make a make a podcast today so So i'll you know maybe i'll finish it up next week or completely forget about it give us a
1: yeah i would love to get the update on that because i want to know the sort of circumstances around the death and also just like what happens to a band after the lead singer goes like yeah, like, or even
0: they, if if the documentary even goes that far exactly because it may it may not they may just be right. like oh we found all this footage and it obviously stopped after he was like well dead, if not so. then
1: i might have to do a little wikipedia reading cuz yeah. i'm i'm super curious now just like yeah what does the band do after the singer guy is gone i got
0: to a scene where i'm i'm he goes into rehab and from what I read, he actually, he brought like a rehab, like doctor with him on mm. tour. He, and he actually, I think they ended up canceling the tour because he's like, I don't want to go to Europe and be tempted with like drugs and all yeah. this stuff or give you guys like a shitty performance because I'm either high or I'm like withdrawing from all this shit. Yeah. He was just in a fucked up mind state at that point. Um, but I think that's, uh, that's about to where I got. And then there's a, actually right where I paused it when I had to go was there's a scene where Mike McCready from Pearl Jam's mm-hmm. leaving him a voicemail being like, Hey, it's Mike. Like, you know, it's McCready, man. What's up? dude, I just got out of rehab too. Like, I wonder if you want to like get together and talk oh, cool. about it and just kind of being like, I'm, I'm really going through some hard times, like just trying to reach out. And then they didn't really, he doesn't really respond to it. Cause mm-hmm. he's just like, I don't know if he's back on drugs already at this point right. or what. Um, but it's, it's obviously going to be like really fucking sad. Well, I'm not going to ask for a rating yet then. Yeah. I can't really give it a yeah. fair rating. Um, it's, it's fucking interesting. I don't know if it's Where good. Where did you watch it? Uh, it's on... It's on a website called Relics, R-E-L-I-X. Oh. oh, that's like a, that's like a, I think that's like a Grateful Dead thing. Yeah, they have a bunch of docs. You can download, you pay, you know, it's a cool. couple bucks, but, uh, you know, it's it's worth it. So Sick. Yeah. Good job. That's, yeah. Uh, t- brought in my horizons on that one. I don't yeah, I know I, anything about that. I knew nothing about them. I, I know people like are obsessed with like this band. Like if you bring up like Blind Melon, like some people are like, they're the greatest band in the 90s wow. that ever lived. Um, I don't know. I listened to the record this morning. <laughs> didn't, didn't knock my socks yeah. off really good.
1: Uh, you know, it triggered a couple things in me. One, I uh, want to give a shout out. Again, we've done it a few times. Our good friend, Matt Barber-Kennedy, reached out. Yeah. Based on your recommendation for 1971, he said he's super hooked. Oh, cool. And then sent me, and I haven't had a chance to watch yet, uh, a link to some specific Neil Young performance that I guess was like in that. And then I don't know, but like Ooh, there's I like wonder a whole thing. So I, I'll, I'll follow up and I'll send that Ooh, to you as well. Forward it to me, please. And then also... Uh, i don't know if you have access to the old showtime but i was mm-hmm. looking through showtime yesterday and there are a bunch of music docs in there including one about rick james that i really want to watch what yeah. you have to send me these things i know i keep forgetting yeah. but last night i was just like oh yeah i guess i have my dad's showtime login let's check what's yeah. out
0: on uh, what's in here showtime makes excellent documentaries
1: yeah and and there was music like a, it ones. looks like a new very high quality rick james documentary it's so a new it's like a newer, newer release. release yeah see and this
0: is what i have to say like new docs are crushing it like yes. it's the way they the way they do the timeline the way they kind of like explain to you without having to totally explain it you know it's like we talked about when i watched um heartworn highways yeah which was made in like 1976 yep. or something and you'll they'll have the camera on some guy for like 10 minutes and you know, there's cool like live music scenes and everything, but you, half the time you're like, I don't know who the fuck this is. Like, mm-hmm. they don't do any like subtitle no subtitles nothing. or any like little caption of like you know who that is and what he played in. So you're kind of watching it, being like, well, this is great, but I don't know who the hell these people are. Yep. Now they've stepped up, being like. I'm not saying they have to explain everything all the time, but like, yeah, we don't have our hands held completely. No, but like, you know, throw me, throw me a little bone. Give me a little context. Well, especially then, because if you're
1: interested in it, then it makes it a lot easier to go do deeper research and find out more about them and and learn what you're going to learn.
0: Dude, absolutely. Send me the Rick James one because, you know, that's my guy. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I know about Rick James was the um, Tales from the Tour Bus. They did an episode, which was the Mike Judge Judge thing, which that could be its own podcast i mean that show is just fucking excellent. i think you've covered that before on here oh we've talked about it whether or not it was dave's docs we definitely uh, do by the way uh someone
1: yesterday just told me that they went back and they're like oh i found your podcast and i went back and listened to the first episode i was like whoa yeah i was like i would i what was they like think? well i would they liked it but i was like i would have recommended you like work backwards but uh eh, you know whatever you know. it's still i guess i guess episode one still holds. it's fun up. I, yeah.
0: I i i believe in episode one was is that when i told the story of getting the p base for the first time probably i think so honestly we didn't I have hard. a lot of content back we then. sure.
1: We didn't know what we were doing back then. Yeah, we were just like we're gonna talk it to some a beer and, and see what happens. Joint, That's know? right. Yeah. Wild, wild All right. days, man. Here we go. I've got some future gear stuff to talk about. I actually, I, oh, man, we've had, we've been. Is stuck it a Fender
0: in. turntable? Oh, dude,
1: the number one item on here Was is it really the Fender turntable? So here we go, Burr. future gear. Fender, who we lo- <laughs> know and love, has partnered with Mobile Fidelity Electronics, MoFi, mm-hmm. for its first ever turntable, the Precision Deck. Okay. Limited to only 1,000 units worldwide, with oh, a I shape designed by Fender Master Builder Yuri Shishkov, who's one you know the one of the dozen. Yeah, it's built using the same swamp ash as found on Fender's P. That's kind of cool, and it uses the same three color sunburst. Internally, the components are designed and built by MoFi, who are a big name in that world. I've
0: heard of the yeah, I've heard of that record player or turn turntable. Uh, okay.
1: It's the same technology found in their Ultra Deck system. Okay, now Dave, here's where my problem comes mm-hmm. in. First of all, we've talked about this part already. I think it's fucking dorky when anything has a sunburst finish that yeah. isn't a guitar or a bass.
0: Uh, I think I think the photo of it looks cheese. But I think if it was like in your room, like off to the side on a nice table, yeah. it might just it might blend in like kind of cool. I, don't I, know.
1: Tr- I try not to be a hater, but yeah, I know I just the finish. Whatever. I didn't I didn't love it. I Here's my main issue the Mofi turntable with which is the exact electronics is $2300. Not okay. cheap, but yeah. you know you pay a lot for a good turntable. Yeah, if you're the Fender stuff. precision deck is $3500. So you're paying for that Sunburst. you are paying 12 hundies and for like, Swamp Ash the, which really yeah, the 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 actual yeah, the deck of the thing is shaped by a Fender master builder, which like that's cool, but like I would rather have a Fender master builder master build me an instrument not a turntable. And then again, I just it's hard for me to rationalize spending an extra twelve hundred dollars just for like the fender well and ash part yeah and
0: the wood I mean I don't I'm probably off on this but the wood doesn't really resonate tone out of a turntable in right? fact so it's probably not as good I have a wooden turntable but I believe it's like usually they're something. MDF
1: or something like you want the I'm sure it sounds good they partnered with yeah. the best company yeah at of course it, it's like, gonna sound good I just I you know and I, I know, really try to not be a hater on the show, but I just had to barf a little bit mm-hmm. over that one. So I'm yeah. glad you asked about it because that was literally number one on here. Did on you future have
0: it gear. on before I sent you the uh I did not. Okay, I okay. hadn't seen it. No. I figured it would fall into future gear though. It's, it's, it's something. Future to talk gear, about. But we, it's it's like past future gear. Yeah, we've been shouting out Fender. They're trying new stuff. And exactly. They're doing things right And and I
1: feel part. like we've been focusing on so many other things recently that I just wanted to like talk a little bit about guitar stuff. Another Fender piece of news, which is something that I sent you, which is actually I think cool. The um Fender Japan coming out with a Hama Okamoto signature base. I don't know if you sent this to me. I think I did. Maybe really? I didn't. But so I'm sure you're familiar with the old Squire Katana base, which is that sort yes. of like triangle you did send this yes. sh- sharp looking thing.
0: Yeah, it looks like a, almost looks like the Jackson V a little bit of Yeah, but it's not it's not a V. It's like
1: it's it's more of a triangle shape. Yeah, right. It's flat um, on the back. So originally in nineteen eighty five they released the squire katana. Uh, this is now the Fender Japan only, unfortunately, version for this. Sp- I don't know. I never knew this bass player before. Again, Hama Okamoto, and did they say what band? It, they did, but I didn't recognize okay. it. Um, there are a couple interesting things about it. One, first of all, again. Dude, Fender Japan is just killing. So like, they
0: have so much cool they shit. They make so much cooler shit that we than can't like, get here. Yeah. Unless you get, like, either used or there are some dealers on Reverb that sell yeah, their shit. Yeah, there are, including some, or, you're gonna some of like our friends. But you're going to pay like $300 for shipping and
1: stuff. So it's, um, I just think it looks fucking dope. And then, yeah. but then they also improved it a little bit. They're using it's like, uh, whatever, they're like 63 P base pickup now. Yeah. Like that's in there. And it's also slightly shorter scale. It's 32 inch. Interesting. So it's not like the full short scale, but it's not the 34 inch full scale. So it's right. kind of like an in-betweener, which I don't know if I've ever played a 32 inch scale Fender bass. I
0: can't say I have.
1: Uh, and it's not that expensive. I looked it up. It's 159,000 yen, which... Uh, translates to about uh 1455 us dollars okay yeah so it's, it's in
0: their price range i mean that's what midge they do you know
1: or Sig, whatever yeah. whatever they are these days it's they're about back the to right midge. yeah about the right price i would love to play one of those things yeah just to try it out i mean it doesn't seem like a good sitter base Mm-mm. you know it's like you strap that puppy on it's and a stand, stage base but uh ugh, fender japan is just doing dope shit yeah
0: i mean for people who don't know um there's so much stuff that Fender Japan cranks out that we don't have here. Like nope. they'll just do like a random jazz bass with a matching headstock paint exactly. scheme, and like
1: just like really cool, cool, interesting bound fretboard.
0: You know, uh, lollipop tuners. Like they'll just yeah. do little takes on like the older vintage stuff that we don't do for some reason over here. On it's, yeah, things.
1: there's a lot more. It's a, a lot more whimsy, I would say, mm-hmm. in Fender Japan that we just don't get here. And I even tried to see like if it was possible to. View it through like the Fender U.S. site. Like you have to go through the Fender Japan really? site. You can't like ship it from them. It's wow. like very much limited to Who announced to their it? Was market. a guitar
0: player or something? Ah, uh, I saw it in
1: Guitar World. Guitar World. Okay. Yeah. yeah so it, it, they, yeah, they, we do get some press about it here, yeah. but it's just like unfortunately, <laughs> they're not like, for sale. you can't get it exactly. No, no,
0: no. Yeah. The, my one criticism with uh, the Japanese stuff, and they've kind of always been this way since the '80s, they use a really thick, extra thick poly They coat, Sure do. And you're, you know, if you're not a fan of poly, like stay away because you know I don't think they've ever used nitro in their in their facility. That's that's like an
1: interesting point. I don't know if they have either cuz I have only owned I've actually owned two Fender Japan. One yeah. was like original first year when they first opened my strat that I had that black and white one. I actually sent you yeah. a picture of it recently. And then I had that um that Jazzmaster the 66 reissue.
0: And that had a yeah, even though it was sunburst it had the nice poly coat. Which on a lot on of it. people do like if you want right. to keep it really you that know fresh looking and looking really kind thing. of glossy. But yeah.
1: you know, I like the we like the nitro. I like when they here. wear. Yeah,
0: I remember I had a white P bass um a while back and it like it chi- it had a chip in the back that's just how i got it because mm-hmm. i bought it used and like even the chip like underneath the chip was still like more power oh, really like it didn't even go down to the wood and right. I was like, wow this is like didn't you have you had thick. a japanese getty, too, I, had right? a japanese getty yeah. I had a japanese getty i had a japanese a white 62 reissue and a uh, jazz bass and a white 62 reissue p bass oh wow which i had at the same time actually it was kind of fun it's kind of matchy matchy um, matchies. Matchies, but then uh, yeah that that's the only thing that kind of like with the japanese stuff i'm kind of like eh, you know the poly if you don't if you're not used to it mm-hmm. You know, it's. And it get sticky. Sticky. It's kind of heavier. Kind of heavy. Yeah. So, Dave, um, that
1: brings us through most of the future gear So Now, we're going to do something that I've been threatening to do on this show for like probably like 60, 70 episodes now. What? And we're finally going to do it. Okay. And I'm going to, this is going to be a little bit different than usual. And this is how we're going to close out the show today. Okay. I'm going to read through Captain Beefheart's ten Commandments for being a guitar player and I'm gonna get your reactions to each of these yeah so I did a little more research it turns out that these these were captain Beefheart's rules but the way that they were presented was actually by Morris Tepper who was a guitar player in, in the magic band for a while there was this book that came out in the in the 90s and he was interviewed for it and he gave these as the 10 rules captain Beefhart gave to him but it's not like captain Beefhart wrote these down himself
0: have we not done this we
1: haven't done it maybe you sent we, it to me once i've something. sent it to you we've talked about it on a number of episodes and we still haven't yeah. actually ever gone through okay. these. and once once i start reading these you're gonna be like oh yeah we've definitely never done let's this before. let's do it um, i should add morris tepper he played so he joined the band in the 70s i guess he got the gig because he like already knew how to play some parts from trout mask replica and weird shit he's gone on to play with like tom waits pj harvey frank black solo stuff he played on the beef heart records uh, shiny beast dock at the radar station and ice cream for crow which are sort of like Late seven, mid to late seventies, early eighties records, which are interesting and kind of like return to form, weird, interesting art rock, uh, beef hearts So here we go. These are the ten rules to playing guitar, and I'm just I'm gonna I'm gonna pause after each one and give you a t- little time to react. Okay. Tell me what you think. So it's each one has like a main line and then a little a little sub bullet. Okay. Rule one: Listen to the birds. That's where all the music comes from. Birds know everything about how it should sound and where that sound should come from. And watch hummingbirds. They fly really fast, but a
0: lot of times they aren't going anywhere.
1: Wow, that's rule one right there.
0: I mean, I was just thinking about that. You don't you don't hear a lot of flat birds when they're like chirping and stuff. Oh wow, is no that kidding. what he's referring to?
1: I think I think that the birds have this, the the I, I I didn't allow myself to like internalize any of this. I just wrote it in the like notes. The higher and I want to react to, it, but yeah, it's, yeah, you're right. The, there is they're never a bird is never off pitch.
0: It doesn't seem like it. And and but then the
1: sub point of the hummingbirds. You know, th- that's, that's a reaction a... to the shredders of the era playing too much. Yeah, dude. I like that. You know? Mm-hmm. Here we go. Number two. Your guitar is not really a guitar. Your guitar is a div- a divining rod. Use-, <laughs> Use it to find spirits in the other world and bring them over. A guitar is also a fishing rod. If you're good, you'll land a big one.
0: Okay. That sounds like a fortune cookie or something. Dude,
1: that's some that's some serious fortune cookie wisdom yeah, right there. But like, I've, you know, it's funny. It reminds me of uh, I used to write copy for gear back in my Embura Zounds Same Day Music days, and uh, we would often try to fit referring to a guitar as a divining rod into copy as like a sort of little in fact John Ozaksa and i worked there together who i mentioned earlier we would that was like our little joke to ourselves where like we would talk like a new satch guitar would come out or something and we would try to fit divining rod in there
0: i could see that not making it through corporate no well
1: i mean my editor was like my boss so it's like we would often make it through that's pretty cool here we go number three practice in front of a bush wait until the moon is out then go outside eat a multi-grained bread and play your guitar to a bush. If the bush doesn't shake, eat another piece of bread. Wow. Okay. <laughs> this is the first one so far where I don't I don't know what they're doing. A lot at with of this acid, one. I'm guessing. This is drugs. But it's I mean it warranted a place in the Ten Commandments, so it must have meant something. Yeah. Maybe it's about maybe it's about getting outside of your comfort
0: zone and, and like yeah. distracting yourself in some way. That's kind of what I'm thinking, like just putting yourself in a weird position, like where you're playing, like It'd be like, oh, go into like an attic and, you know, sit up. And,
1: know. and if the bush doesn't shake, that means you haven't pulled yourself out of yourself enough. So eat, eat another piece of multigrain bread. Can you bring the amp or is it like just acoustic?
0: Mm, like, I don't know. I
1: think we might have to go with acoustic or like a little pig nose on your, on, okay. your, on your belt. Here we go. Number four. Walk with the devil. Old Delta blues players referred to guitar amplifiers as the devil box. Interesting that you just asked about that. And they were right. You have to be an equal opportunity employer in terms of who you're bringing over from the other side. Electricity attracts devils and demons. Other instruments attract other spirits. An acoustic guitar attracts Casper. A mandolin attracts Wendy. But an electric guitar attracts Beelzebub.
0: Okay. Yeah. I think that's pretty self-evident. That. What year one. did they write these? Uh, this
1: was, uh, this is well, so he played in the band from 1975, I think, to like 1982. This comes from a book in from like 1996.
0: Okay. Interesting.
1: Yeah. Number five, if you're guilty of thinking, you're out. If your brain is part of the process, you're missing it. You should play like a drowning man struggling to reach shore. If you can trap that feeling, then you have something that is fur-bearing. I love that one. Yeah.
0: That's my favorite one so far.
1: You should play like a drowning man struggling to reach shore.
0: I like that. I like just like get your brain out of the, out of the equation. That's like,
1: really, yeah. I, th- I feel like that's, that's been I a, a, a big part it. of a lot of this so far. Yeah. Here we go. Number six. This might be my favorite. Never point your guitar at anyone. Your instrument has more clout than lightning. Just hit a big chord, then run outside to hear it. But make sure you're not standing in an open field.
0: Okay. Yeah, I agree.
1: Get fucking shot down by the Lord above with that one. That's right,
0: man. Watch out. Especially with the devil's box.
1: Number seven. I don't know what this means. Always carry a church key. That's your key man clause. Like one string Sam. He's one. He was a Detroit street musician who played in the 50s on a homemade instrument. His song, I Need $100, is Warm Pie. Another key to the church is Hubert Sumlin, Holland Wolf's guitar player. He just stands there like the Statue of Liberty, making you want to look up her dress the whole time to see how he's doing it.
0: They're getting weirder. I think, is church key like a tuning fork, maybe?
1: It could be. I maybe also, I'm taking it too literally. Well, but like... I, yeah. So I was, church key to me is slang for a bottle opener. Oh, that's that's what I was taught as a youngin. yeah, but I don't know that either of us are right Honestly, uh-huh. it might literally just be like one of those like weird church skeleton looking keys for some reason actually like a physical key like a physical key yeah. I don't know. Okay. I I'm not sure they're getting weirder. Yeah, they are. Here we go This is a little less weird, but I I think we've talked about this before number eight Don't wipe the sweat off your instrument You need that stink on there. Then you have to get that stink onto your music
0: yeah, I mean, that's the mojo, baby. That's the mojo. Yeah, mojo. Mojo, rising. that
1: is the exact word for it. You might as well, number eight, you might as well just said mojo. Yep. I think, I think we nailed that one. Don't need to even get into it anymore. Number nine, keep your guitar in a dark place. When you're not playing your guitar, cover it and keep it in a dark place. If you don't play your guitar for more than a day, be sure you put a saucer of water in with it. Now, at first, I thought that this was kind of just like esoteric, uh, weird thinking. But the more that I actually think about it, I think that's good advice. It's basically saying put your guitar back in its case and keep it humidified.
0: Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I agree with that. But I also, you know, we've talked about this. I'm the fan of leaving an instrument out to yeah. play it more. But I do think he's right. Uh, you want to keep it in a, in a humidified, you know, not directly in the sun, maybe, you know, something.
1: Like I think, that. yeah, it's just take care of your instrument. The, uh, the saucer
0: of water makes sense. I mean, that's... You that's know,
1: hydrating. Yeah. Literally, when I first read it, I was like, oh, this is just some weird like pagan ritual by the- it means, like, not <laughs> to let the spirits leave and right. it needs to drink in the middle of the night or something. But no, literally, I think it really is like take care of your instrument and treat yeah. it with the respect that it, it deserves so that it'll, it can respect you back. I like that. All right. Last one, Dave. Number okay. 10. You got to have a hood for your engine. Keep that hat on. A hat is a pressure cooker. If you have a roof on your house, the hot air can't escape. Even a lima bean has to have a piece of wet paper around it to make it grow. Okay. I mean, Don Van Vliet, Captain Behar- Beefheart, was known for wearing a top hat at all times. Did he times. wear hat? I was
0: gonna say. I don't. I don't know.
1: I, you know, I'm I'm trying to picture the rest of the band. I I maybe maybe, maybe they always did wear
0: hats. Maybe. Uh, I like to wear a hat
1: when I play. I like wearing cool hats. Yeah. Uh, you know, one thing I noticed though is, like, I wore a hat to that Metallica show. Can't really can't really headbang too well with a hat on. You got to no. You got to play at a snapback. I could just pop that on my belt buckle yep, there
0: yeah or hold it yep exactly um but yeah, I agree number 10 to wear a hat interesting
1: hmm. maybe that maybe that's where slash got it maybe slash read these rules i and bet he was did like
0: gotta find me a top hat i bet he did man yeah and i mean i, I always get sweatier with a hat on so you know it's just nice to kind of keep that Keep that heat in your body. That's true. Were there any of these that just
1: felt so outrageous that you have to disagree, or how do you feel about the list? In, in, well, it's in hard for me to totality. disagree
0: because uh, I, I, you know, maybe there was some that I just didn't. know. The what, practice in front of a bush. Talking one, about the maybe? bush, one was strange with the piece
1: of bread. Eat a piece of bread again. I think it comes back to what we we're saying, though. It really is just like a matter of distraction and like pulling your brain into another realm. And then I don't know, maybe it's just a reminder to like eat healthy too, like eat a piece of multigrain bread. This sure. is like, pre uh, everyone being a Steve Glutenberg, right? You know,
0: <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I would say I agreed with more of those than disagreed, or you know, I could actually relate to a lot of those.
1: Never pointing your guitar at someone like it's a like a weapon. You that know? was just
0: I was that just like kind of humorous, like a. I think I think it's again it
1: comes down to the respect of the fact that like yeah you're not literally going to kill someone by pointing, but it's also like your guitar is the, is is a powerful weapon and, and you should treat it like like you're treating a gun on a range right right and uh yeah and then then he talks about the you know the lightning just hit a big chord then run outside but make sure you're not standing in an open field that's that's just that's just kind of poetic right there yeah i
0: I love it man this is uh this is something
1: else it kind of i kind of you know the one that jumps out at me the most is only because it's the main thing that i haven't done which is don't wipe the sweat off your instrument because i've always been a sweat wiper and now i kind of wish i'd left the stink on forever
0: yeah well, I can tell you that 75 that I uh, sold you back in the day.
1: Oh, that's got plenty I of I never stink. wiped that thing off. See,
0: after I got it, I cleaned the shit out of
1: it. I bet you did cuz that's kind of gross. You want to kind of clean it once. Yeah, once. For your instrument. But like I even my touring guitars, like my SG, it would have a lot more wear on it had I not left the, had I not wiped the stink off. Right. But I was also young and and thought like, "Well, I want this guitar to like play well every night." Yeah. So I'm just going to I'm going I would always get up right off stage and wipe it down
0: cuz I'm a very sweaty player. Well, that's that's true, too. Like if, you know, maybe some people sweat more than others. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was thinking about that because I, I, you know, I, I remember reading on forums or even like in some sale ads, some people will be like, you know, I've wiped this down every, exactly. after every show I've ever played. With a
1: baby's diaper made of ostrich feather.
0: Yes, exactly. A microfiber. <laughs> a microfiber.
1: Yeah, I don't know if they were rocking microfibers back in the b days. I don't think so. days. They probably used like an old T-shirt or something like Should I? Are you going to start wearing a hat on stage? I
0: don't know. It depends if I'm having a great hair day. Or not. I, that's, we've, I've done. We both. both got
1: some pretty good hair, so like
0: it's yeah. hard to want to cover that up sometimes. You I've know? done both. I feel like I don't know because like I, all I really have is like a baseball cap. Yeah, you know. So if maybe it, if, we should go cool hat shopping. Should we? I don't know. I have Probably a weird not. head for hats. Like uh, I got a fedora. For, oh, you like, did for Christmas one year for my parents and it looks so dumb on me. Dude, that's but that I mean, it, that's more about the fedora than your head. I think it is. But it's also just like my head just I don't know, like, you know, I've, I've like had Mandy put it on and she looks cute. Yeah, it. right. And I put it on. I'm like, I look stupid. Like, he,
1: you, you know, know what else?
0: My hair isn't long enough to like rock a cool hat. So you can start rocking with cool hats because f- you have the, like the nice I, long hair. I
1: have to because uh, it's awkward right now. But
0: it's but that's cool. Like it's like uh, you get the cool like flippies out the yeah, back the and all this stuff. And if you have like a shorter haircut, like I keep my hair shorter these days a hat just like a baseball cap looks fine but like a cool hat just looks weird yeah you
1: can't get like one of those like uh like a golfer cap or something like that no. like, a, like the hats that balthazar always wears he but he, he I pulls think he, it off well i think he i don't know i mean i don't know if i've literally ever seen his head without it yeah but um oh man i forgot to mention it. i'll do it next week he texted me some stuff as a follow-up to uh as uh one of our talks about shipping stuff but i'll, I'll get Ooh, to that next okay. week excited it's too late for that but uh he he looks good in half, but I feel like maybe yeah maybe like the shaved head is another way to do it. You know, if you got
0: the shaved head and like the newsy cap, you can newsy rock that. Cap, combo. That's what I was looking for. You can rock that. You know,
1: I'm, now I'm thinking about it. Metallica. Uh, Lars did like sort of like we're both wearing backwards uh, like uh, snapbacks. He also was wearing a backwards snapback. Lars did. And then halfway through the show, there were multiple. I saw Rob had one on. Yeah, so he put he didn't start, but he there were multiple costume changes because they would just like get so sweaty they would just go change their shirts or that's whatever. Funny. And uh, w- at one point. Trujillo came back with a Rip City, like Vegas backwards hat on. Nice, and they look fucking cool. They look like skaters, like that. You know, yeah. that's their like sort of like skate punk. Heritage, yeah, if you blur like, your yeah. eyes,
0: you're like, oh, these guys aren't like in their fifties at no,
1: all. No, but how old is James Hetfield now? They're in their fifties. I don't know yeah. exactly how old. I would guess, I don't know. I guess, it's
0: so funny because I felt like in some kind of monster. Let's well, see, they were
1: 1983 their 50s. that when they played there, were twenty or something. They're probably twenty, so maybe like late fifties, mid to late fifties.
0: Yeah, wow, that's funny. Isn't
1: that yeah, crazy? Um, I'm still like. So jealous you got to go to that show, man. That's yeah. I wish I had read this. I w- I wish I had gone and re- I think I'm going to, I want to like print these commandments out. Yeah. And just like remind myself of them from time to time. And I maybe, w- I, maybe I might go play guitar in front of a bush and see what happens. I
0: want to give them to different people and see their reactions. Like, how dude, you, you should definitely do that. I, I think it'd be funny to just see how people take them. Dude, like, just
1: bring it to practice sometime and just yeah. like hand it to Charlie and see yeah. what he fucking says. He doesn't listen to this shit. You I know. know. He'll
0: be like, um... But Charlie, he—I
1: mean—he's so funny and has like such a smart mind. I think he might be able to get something out of it. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. Well, we always tried to get him to wear a scarf on stage. Oh, I could see Charlie Because he didn't have a like scarf. a lot of movement. He's not one of the most like like move around guitar players. Yeah, kinda, you know, he's kind of got. The... Well, Hubert Sumlin, he was talking about it
1: in the Commandments, talking about how he just stood there like a statue, and it makes you want to look up the Statue of Liberty skirt. <laughs> That's a funny line. Yeah, I like that
0: one. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I guess you know Charlie it's... does have a stoic
1: stage presence kind of
0: stoic and then we were kind of like and this was back in like the sapiens like it was way back we were like i think it was matt witt's dad was like you should wear a scarf because you know he kind of just stands there and just like have like you know that could be his thing it doesn't have to be a heavy scarf You know, it doesn't have to be like the Johnny Depp. No, no, definitely like a thinner scarf now, but maybe not necessarily like full Steven Tyler. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Not the crazy, like, like 10 feet long, but
1: also not like, yeah, like a, like a a hand crocheted thick wool scarf that you're just going to sweat. I bet Charlie's got a nice neck for scarves. Yeah. I think it's just, you know, next time you have an occasion to buy him a gift. Just give him a scarf, see
0: what happens. I get mad at him every, every time he gets a haircut because as soon as his hair starts going out, it looks really cool. Yeah. And then he'll come to practice and it'll just be all short again. I'm like, oh, what is, you didn't consult with me first. You, like, how dare this? you not let me decide how you look? Yeah. He's got a thick head of uh, black hair. It looks awesome. Well,
1: my friends and and Dave, now that Sophie's out here and, and saying hello, I that's think that's right. about the time to to make a to make a call on this one. So I've had a fucking great time hanging dude, out. Dude, solid you today. episode, man. Thanks great, for letting me hang. tell stories and talk bullshit, oh, I love it, dude. And if you made it this far, why don't you go listen to some? I fucked it up. And if you made it this far, why don't you go make some music? <laughs> go
0: listen to some Metallica. Go listen dude. to some
1: Metallica, dudes. <laughs>